0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Knowing how expensive and priceless glasses are to a person, if somebody goes and breaks them, are they deserving of some serious revenge? We'll get to that, but first, I made my bridesmaid lose her $50,000 job. Last year, I had the wedding of my dreams, but it became a nightmare very quickly. And what's worse is I actually saw it coming. My bridal train consisted of my friends from high school, and over the years, our relationship had watered down, but they were still my closest friends, so I wanted them beside me. We hadn't had like a big fight or anything. After all, it's hard to find something that all five of us disagreed on. But years of figuring out life and being adults had made us grow apart. And that's why I wasn't too concerned about the tension that was in the air whenever we met up to plan my wedding. As far as I was concerned, my best friend and I were on good terms, and the rest of the group could figure out the dynamics between them. I'd planned my wedding since I was 15, and we were tight as sisters then, so I wasn't ready to take them out because I didn't want to ruin my perfect wedding. So I was willing to let a lot of things slide. Like when Allie, not real name, was late to the airport on the day we were leaving for my destination wedding, and when and RN, phone wouldn't stop ringing as we were in the cab heading to the hotel. Even all the times when Kelly, name not real, made a tiny comment about the hotel or the plans for the days before the wedding, I inhaled everything and exhaled nothing but calmness. Nearly everyone on the guest list knew that this was the wedding of my dreams, and my husband was only doing everything to make me happy, which in turn made me happy, so everyone was pretty much waiting for me to break out in full-on bridezilla, but I wasn't going to let anyone see me with a single hair out of place, and that's why I double-checked with every single vendor on my list, and I made sure to pass out the right instructions and details to every member of the wedding party, both on my side and my husband's. Heaven forbid one of the guys showed up without a pocket square folded the right way. Sure, I was demanding, but never dramatic. Everyone understood it and allowed me to have the moment. Well, everyone except Kelly. Kelly didn't understand why we had to do the sky lanterns at 7pm because she needed to have dinner at exactly the same time to stay consistent with her diet. Never mind that I'd sent every one of the programs months before I even booked their tickets and double checked that none of the activities clashed with personal choices. But Kelly didn't think it would be a big deal if she stayed back at the hotel instead of joining us for the lanterns. Never mind that we were supposed to have the bridal train shoot with the lanterns at the backdrop. My best friend Sadie was the one who convinced Kelly to just grab a sandwich and eat right before we let the lanterns out and took pictures trust Kelly to harumph and stomp her feet and be irritable for the entire hour. Not only was she frustrating to deal with, she was taking the fun out of it for everyone. But I knew that confronting her would have been the same as placing a large bridezilla sign on my forehead. So I let things slide. And by the time we were joined by my husband and his party for the rehearsal dinner on Friday, Kelly had reminded us about 15 times that she was away from her $50,000 annual job just to spend the week with me for my wedding. By that point, Allie's problem with never getting the right time for anything and Stell's constant sidestep calls were the least of my worries. Sadie continued to reassure me that all would go according to plan, but at that point, I was already replanning the train around Kelly just so I could tell her that she could get back to her job if she was that eager to go. But, I didn't. I saw my husband and remembered why the wedding would be worth it, to marry the love of my life in my dream wedding. The rehearsal went without a glitch and I knew it would only be a matter of time before Kelly tried to tamper down my excitement. As we headed out to a club for the party before the main party, I heard her tell Allie that she needed some alcohol in her before she could stomach another minute of this nightmare. That stung real bad. But my husband was right beside me, so I pretended not to hear it. About an hour later, no one could pretend anything concerning Kelly. To say she was causing a scene would be too gracious. She was so drunk that she was dancing like a terrible stripper draped all over my husband's best man. I typically wouldn't mind, but my husband's best man was also his twin brother. And although they weren't exactly identical, the similarities were there and the alcohol must have muddled Kelly's mind enough that she thought he was my husband. As she kept trying to whisper, in reality she was shouting loud enough to be heard over the music, to him. I don't understand why you're marrying her. I'm totes sexier, and my clothesless photos actually look like art. She slurred over a few words, but the point was clear. I had never regretted anything as much as I was regretting ignoring Sadie's warnings about inviting Kelly. Who i had least spoken with among the group in the 10 years since we left high school but i had assured sadie that kelly fit in the picture i wanted for my wedding that was hands down the stupidest thing i had done and there i was trying to pretend that it didn't sting on some level to know that kelly thought she was badmouthing me to the man i was hours away from marrying but that wasn't what pushed me over the edge nope i stuck with the flow and pushed kelly to the back of my mind On the morning of the wedding, I truly believed that nothing could ruin my day. Everything was going according to plan, until my bridesmaids strolled into the bridal suite to get their makeup done, and I saw Allie supporting Kelly, who was wearing sunshades that were half the size of her head, and noise-canceling headphones. Immediately I turned to Sadie, and she knew exactly what I was thinking. Kelly was a risk. I stood up and went to where Allie had propped Kelly and crouched down to her level. Kelly, how are you feeling? Do you think you can do this? For a second she just stared at me like she couldn't see me. Then she sat up and said, trying to get rid of me? I'm good. Sadie shook her head when I looked back at her and I told Kelly to just wait for one of the makeup artists to call her up. The entire time we were getting ready, I was a pool of nerves. On the one hand, I was excited to marry my husband. On the other hand, I felt like the other shoe was barely hanging on from dropping. And then it dropped. Just as we were posing for photos after the ceremony, Kelly, who was directly beside me because of the height arrangement, projectile vomited all over me. And thanks to her perfect timing, it was at the exact time that the photographer had taken the shot. A few days later, when my husband and I were selecting the pictures from our wedding shoot, We saw that particular picture and, if I wasn't still reeling from the incident, I might have found it funny. My husband and groomsmen, unaware of the chaos that was about to break out, were still smiling at the camera. I looked like a deer in the headlights. Sadie had her palm covering her mouth in horror, and Allie was reaching to pull Kelly's body away from my side. It was comical in a sad way, but the fury I felt was as real as the moment it happened. I had to rush back to the bridal suite with my husband and Sadie holding up parts of my wedding gown so the vomit wouldn't stick to my body any more than it already had. They then carefully took it off of me and left me in the shower while Sadie brought out my reception dress and my husband told everyone reception would be starting a bit later. Half an hour after vomit gate, semi-makeup retouch, a dress change that didn't allow me my complete desired shoot, and three shots of tequila later. I was able to come back downstairs to enjoy the rest of my wedding. Thankfully, Kelly was nowhere to be found and I'm grateful for whoever made her disappear because I honestly believe I would have lunged at her if she had stuck around in the reception hall. I got through the rest of my wedding without incident but most of the excitement had been sucked out by evil Kelly and when I came across that picture in the photographer's studio I was beyond livid. Kelly had managed to taint my perfect wedding, and I wanted to hit her where it would hurt. And that's when the idea came to me. There were two things that Kelly hadn't shut up about that entire weekend, and I was going to use them to get my revenge. First I did my research. It didn't take me very long to find Kelly's line manager at work. Then I plotted for the next part. I called her, acting like the perfect picture of modesty, and told her I understood if she was avoiding me because of what happened but that I'd like to grab lunch to clear the air and move past it. Because I made her feel like she was the more important person, Kelly had no problem with my suggestion, and we met up the next weekend. I made sure to order ahead of her, and I asked for their creamiest red sauce pasta. My extensive wedding planning had me noting that Kelly had IBS, so I was well prepared for what would happen if she ate any pasta that wasn't buckwheat. I played the understanding, not angry at all part very well. And Kelly barely asked if the pasta was cream free before digging in, and to her credit, she asked why it was so smooth if there was no cream, and I gave her some BS explanation about wine and olive oil, and she ate it up. Right on cue she started looking uncomfortable, just as I would had her unlock her phone to show me some of her apartment renovation ideas. As she excused herself to the restroom, i accessed her hidden photo files and saw her art-like inappropriate photos i sent about 10 photos to myself and went back to staring at frames and pastels she was considering for her apartment when she came out of the room a few minutes later she looked pale and said she wasn't feeling well from the trip for the wedding so she needed to leave earlier i thanked her for her time and as soon as she left I got her line manager's email and set up a new email for Kelly that looked eerily similar to her actual email address. I used a small case L instead of a large case L. Then I started sending Kelly's inappropriate photos to her manager, accompanied with some heavy texts. When her manager responded the next day, he said, I want to believe this was a mistake and there will not be a repeat. You know what the company policy on harassment says. I saw the opening and went straight for it. I sent another series of Kelly's inappropriate photos to him with very personal sounding messages telling him I Kelly, didn't care about the rules. His response was a clip of the policy saying that fraternization between employees was not allowed and another clip of the sexual harassment clause then he added a string of official looking email addresses to the email chain and sent another email stating suspension notice i immediately deleted the email account and considered my job done because i thought i'd gotten kelly in enough trouble but a few months later sadie told me that kelly was job hunting apparently deleting the email account made her seem more guilty than innocent and HR decided that she couldn't be trusted to prove her innocence since she was in her first six months of the job. Kelly had tried to explain it away, but she knew that any recount of her weekend prior to the inappropriate email incident would include notes of massive amounts of alcohol. And I surely will not have denied that she projectile vomited on me so bad that the dry cleaners aren't sure they'll be able to get the stains out of my custom I wanted to pass it on to my kids' wedding dress. So Kelly had no choice but to feel wronged and mortified and all the things that I had felt when she ruined my wedding. Except this isn't something that she could drop off at the dry cleaners. Her precious fifty thousand dollar job was gone, and I can't even take full credit for it, but it gives me a ton of satisfaction that I don't tell anyone about. I made my bridesmaid lose her $50,000 job and I don't regret it. Considering how awful they were and how badly they trashed this wedding, did they deserve to lose their livelihood like that? I'd like to know what you guys think. By the way, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below as well so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our final story of the day is how I got back at my roommate for breaking my eyeglasses. My roommate and I used to be best friends. I was excited to have her as my roommate when I met her and anyone would have. She looked very cool and was warm and welcoming towards me. She was clearly an unconventional woman, but she also looked That's better help, H-E-L-P, dot com slash storytimepod. Sweet and agreeable, like some church girl. She had moved in the day before I did, but was already familiar with the school campus because of her brother. He was a senior and was very popular on campus, so he'd shown her around before she even moved in. As soon as she declared her interest in the university, he invited her over and showed her around. He also introduced her to his friend and some other popular girls. My roommate was a sweet girl. She was pretty too, and very friendly, so it was easy for her to make friends. Two weeks after I moved in, everyone wondered if we'd known each other before we became roommates. She and I hung out regularly with her other friends, and we'd attended a couple of parties together, and even got matching bracelets. I was pretty much a tomboy in high school, so I knew very little about dressing up and all that. It didn't help that I didn't have a relationship with my mom. It was just my dad and little brothers. One night, my roommate asked why I never had mentioned my mom, and I told her what had happened. My mom left my dad when I was little, too little to even remember us doing anything together. She just left and never returned. I tried to reach her many times through her office when I was younger, but was always met with a brick wall. My dad advised against it many times, but I was always adamant. I wanted her to be in my life. At some point, my dad had gotten her personal phone number. I called and she promised to come for a visit to the town we lived in. She never did though. It took three more promise and fail situations for me to realize that my mom was never coming. I didn't understand why she hated me that much. I took it so personally that I started failing in school. My dad and I had to see a family therapist so I could unpack and deal with all that had happened. It was there that my dad told me the truth he and my mom met in college and were together all through they were both seniors when she got pregnant and she was devastated she wanted badly to be an actress and had been offered a role but she couldn't take it because she was pregnant and her mom and dad wanted her to keep me she agreed and my dad moved in with her mom to take care of her she was resentful of my dad for the whole nine months and he had a horrible time living with her he thought she would stop hating him once the baby came but that never happened she grew angrier by the day and she hated her body my dad her mom and me she soon started to fight and argue a lot with her mom so my dad suggested they get a house of their own they did that but things only got worse she stopped speaking to him and started drinking one day she wrote a note apologizing that she had to leave and left him with me it was just my dad and me until he got married to a civil engineer and they went on to have three boys together my immediate younger brother and the last twin boys whom i absolutely adore while i love my stepmother to pieces and i know she loves me too we never had any sort of close bond we hardly speak to each other about anything other than the basics Maybe it was because I was wounded and refused to bond with her for fear that she would leave too. Or maybe she didn't want me to think that she'd come to take the place of my mother and didn't want to overextend herself. It could also be because we didn't have a lot in common. I was quite introverted, and my stepmother's introverted too. She hardly even speaks to anyone. She just goes about her business. She's a very quiet woman, and now that I think about it, my dad probably chose a woman like her because he didn't want a repeat of what had happened with him and my mom. Back to the story, my roommate felt sorry for me. That is it. I'm adopting you as my twin sister. We laughed about it, but she really did. One day, she asked if I had some cash. I said I did, and she told me to get dressed. We were going out. When we got out, her brother's red car was just in the parking lot. It turned out that my roommate was making her brother drive us to one of his friend's apartments that friend was a student too but she made extra money on the side from styling hair she asked her brother's friend to give me a new haircut and style my hair i was skeptical but i agreed later i'd never done anything serious with styling my hair the last time i did something complicated was for prom and everyone commented on how gorgeous i looked I got a shoulder length haircut and dyed some streaks of my hair purple, just like my roommate had done. She had some streaks of purple in her hair too, but hers was longer and straight. Now we look like twins, my roommate said excitedly, and had our brother take pictures of us together. I noticed her brother's eyes on me. He could not help himself. When we got back to the dorm that evening, I told her that I'd caught her brother stealing glances at me. ''Oh, ignore him. Boys are stupid. It's not like you date him anyway. He's so ugly. Ugh.'' I said, ''What?'' ''No, I think your brother's actually kind of cute.'' I knew something was wrong because she frowned and ignored my comment about her brother being cute. She didn't speak to me all through that night. I didn't understand why and I tend to overthink things, so I started to wonder why she was being cold. It was unlike her to be that cold. She was so bubbly and full of life.'' I went to bed cautioning myself to not think too much about it. She was probably tired after the long hours we spent at the salon. The next morning, things went back to normal and we were cool again, so it affirmed my suspicion that she was just tired. That weekend we went to a party at her brother's apartment. We were dancing and having a good time when her brother moved closer and tried to dance with me and we danced together that night. He must have noticed that I was tired because he left and soon reappeared with two glasses for the two of us. We left the dance area and went to sit on the couch and he tried talking to me but it was too loud in the house. We went out to talk and we actually did have a good time. I already knew he was funny and smart but it was even nicer seeing that up close and personally. Somehow we ended up kissing. He kissed me and I kissed him back. It was just nice. He asked if I wanted to go in with him, but I declined. I thought he could just be some college senior looking to get laid or take advantage of a freshman. Besides, it didn't seem like he liked me, so why sleep with him or take things beyond just kissing? When we returned to our room, my roommate was too tired and tipsy, so I couldn't tell her what had happened with her brother. She would have noticed us if she wasn't so busy with one of his friends that she had a massive crush on. I told her the next evening, and she was alarmed. What did that mean? I said, what did what mean? They said the kiss. I mean, does this mean you're going to be together? I don't get it. I said, oh, I don't know. I mean, it was just a kiss. It's not like he asked me out or something. It would be great if he did, though. No, she screamed. It would not be great. I frowned and said, chill, it's not that big a deal. Why do you look so terrified? She went on to tell me about what happened with friends from high school dating her brother and how it ruined their friendship. I don't know how that happened, but that could never happen with us. We're sisters, I assured her. If you were my sister, you wouldn't date my brother, she said quietly and walked away. I was irritated by her childish behavior. So what if her brother and I decide to date? I was not and could never be the kind of person to cut off a guy's family just because we were no longer together, how much more a family member who was my friend. It just did not make sense. We were cold toward each other for the rest of that evening. At night, her brother came in and asked to talk to me. I went out with him to his car, my chest beating very fast. I hated that my friend put me in that position. I should not have had to have been worried that my friend would have a fit over me talking to her brother. Her brother told me that he'd asked his sister for my phone number many times, but she refused to give it to him and told him to ask her directly. When was this? I asked. Pretty much since I met you. I've liked you ever since. My roommate had never mentioned that to me. He said, would you like to go out with me sometime? I said, I don't think your sister would like that. He said, oh, she's just being weird. Come on, she'll get over it. I gave him my number and asked him to text me. I'll give you a response tomorrow. Oh, okay. I got out of his car and he drove away. When I got back in, I asked my roommate why she was being so sensitive about me dating her brother. She said, I've told you, it's happened before. He starts to date one of my friends and then I stop having a friend and it's just the two of them. I said, that could never happen to us. We live together. We'll always be friends. She says, listen, I don't care what you say. You can either be my brother's girlfriend or my friend. You cannot be both. I said, you're being very childish. I can't believe you can be this childish. Well, I went on that date with her brother and it was amazing. He made me laugh. He told me boring science stories, but I enjoyed them. We had a good time together and he dropped me over at the dorm building after. As soon as I got out of the car, I saw my roommate at the entrance. We locked eyes and she walked away. I ignored her. I wasn't going to worry myself about some petty, childish rules that she had made. It was so silly to me because she could have confronted her brother too, but she didn't. She wanted to place the burden on me. I was the one who had to decline her brother's advances, but she couldn't tell her brother to not ask me out in the first place. When I got into the room, I saw that she had painted a line of sorts to demarcate her corner from mine. It was beyond childish. I just ignored it and went to bed. The next day, she asked for a pair of earrings she had given to me when we went out for a party. I gave them to her, wondering when she would put an end to her childish behavior. That evening, when she returned, she had taken the purple out of her hair and had dyed it platinum blonde. That worried me. I walked up to her bed to talk to her, but she shoved me very hard that I landed on my corner. It was such a violent push that I didn't even know how to react to that. I just sat there and watched her get dressed and leave. I called her brother after she left and he told me to ignore her. That's some strange behavior. I'll have to call her and talk to her. She can't go around shoving people. Violence isn't tolerated on campus. Are you going to report this? He asked. I said no, I just wanted you to talk to her. Her brother and I went on many dates after that. He spoke to her and she stayed away from me. Our relationship was bad but we didn't cross each other's boundaries. I just hoped that one day she would come back to her senses. I was in class one day fishing for my glasses in my purse, but I couldn't find them. I've used glasses since I was in middle school. I only used it when I was reading or using my computer though. I looked everywhere for them when I returned to my room, but couldn't find it. For some strange reason, I suddenly felt the need to look in the dustbin, and it was there. My roommate had crushed my eyeglasses. I started to cry. How can someone go from being very kind and friendly with me to being a straight-up monster? I had let it slide when she pushed me, so she probably thought it was okay to vandalize my stuff. When she returned, I confronted her. She ignored me and whistled loudly. She then changed into a different top and left the room. I knew I had to get back at her in some way. I went to my neighbor and asked if I could borrow their hose. They didn't have it, so I went to another room, and they had back in our room i connected the hose to the tap in our bathroom and left it on her bed the water soaked up her bed then i took it to her reading table and made sure the water poured everywhere from her lamp to her books on her table i poured water on the clothes in her wardrobe too i knew she would be particularly hurt about her books because she treasured them but i didn't care i called her brother right after and she broke up with him when she returned she screamed And I whistled. Clearly this girl had some deep-rooted insecure issues or something. Had some weird draw-the-line conditions. I don't know. I'm not sure what the actual issue here was, but... I mean, there was definitely revenge to be had here, but both sides both committed vandalism. I feel like everybody walks away from the story feeling like maybe they one-upped each other. Or got their payback. But are they really happy in the end? I doubt it.